Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Hello, you're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you're local in the Las Vegas area and like to join in on our discussion today, you'll dial 702-650-5588. I say again, if you're local in the Las Vegas area like to join in on our discussion, have a praise report, have a comment, we'd love to hear from you, 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we have a toll-free number for you. That would be one 800 366-8883. Again, outside the Las Vegas area to join in on our discussion today, call 1-800-366-8883. We are also being heard on the FM and the AM dial of KKVV. We'll start with the FM, excuse me, AM dial, 1060 AM, and the FM dial is 101.5 FM. We're also being streamed live, audio and video, from KKVV's website, which is www.kkvv.com. Vernon just waved to you, and I'll wave to you. Hello and God bless. Additionally, you can catch us being streamed from our website, Save the Lost at All Costs. Our website is www.savethelostlv.org. Uh, just click on to the Listen Live button, and hey, you'll be right here where we are on KKVV 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, you can go to our website. Again, www.savethelostlv.org. So select the date that you like to listen to. The gospel is always free on our watch. So just get blessed and listen and let the Holy Spirit guide you and lead you. In addition to that, we are archived with iTunes. So again, it is always free on our our watch that saved the lost at all costs. I believe, Vernon, there is a toll, excuse me, cell number that you can right. dial to listen in to the radio station at any time that you like, but especially today at 3.02 p.m. And would you give that to him, please? Yes, that cell number is 563-999-3194. Once again, 563-999-3194 and listen in. Amen. So, Brother Vernon, how are you, man of God? I want to let you know we prayed for you. And Thank you. We have the manifestation of our prayers. They're answered. I'm looking at Brother Vernon. He's here. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> we missed you, man of God. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm glad to be here. And um, a quick note on the news. I'm graduating. Well, actually, I call it. we call it commencement. This evening at 7 o'clock at the Las Vegas Rescue Mission. Well, praise God. In the next phase. Well, that's wonderful. So you are still on your wonderful road of recovery. Amen. And you are encouraging people and blessing people as you go. And I know you're giving God all the credit, not some of the credit, correct? Every credit, all credit. Complete credit, whatever credit you want to call it. I, I have none of that. That's his for me, for him to share with me if he wishes and keep me going. That's that's my praise. 
Well, I'm glad that he's doing it because you're blessing us and all our listeners and all our family. And we love you, Brother Vernon. And thank you thank you for sharing that with us and what the Lord Jesus Christ is doing for you. Thank you. Because he's doing for us, too. Amen. Touch him again. Amen. (laughs) So we have a prayer request. So we're going to get to the prayer request first, and then we're going to get to what we're talking about today. Amen. Hello. You're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. God bless you, too. And, uh, yeah, I have a... uh, a very close friend. She was uh, very, very uh, close, and uh, uh, she's uh, got the son. He's uh, diagnosed with the kidney uh, uh, cancer, and he's going to have an operation this month. And I would like to have some prayers for him, and uh, it's going to be blessed by God, hopefully, and he's going to come through with all his problems. Amen. So what is your friend's name? Robert. Robert. Okay. Well, we appreciate the prayer request that you're asking for, Robert, and we're going to pray for Robert right now. So uh, is Robert a believer at this time? Yes, yes. When I say a believer, they're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Uh, Amen. Amen. Yes. Okay. Now, I'm asking you to uh, join in with us on this prayer, and we're going to pray for our brother in Christ, Robert. Okay. In addition to that, I have a sister. Uh, She had a heart uh, problem, and uh, she got the hole in her heart, and uh, it's leaking, and uh, I want some prayers for her as well. And what is your sister's name? Julie. Julie. And is Julie a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ? All of us, we are. Okay. Well, we're going to pray for our sister, Julie, as well. So we have a prayer request going forward for Brother Robert for his upcoming kidney uh, operation. And then our, our sister, Julie, uh, has a hole in her heart that we would like repaired. Are we in agreement with that? Definitely, 100%. Uh, amen. Uh, amen. So we're going to pray for our brother and sister at this time. Dear Father God, you know what Brother Robert needs and what sister Julie needs. We are not sharing any information with you that you don't already know. But we're asking, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you touch them mightily, Lord. You're giving them a new assignment. Lord, they're probably going into some type of hospital to have this work done. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you give them a double anointing of your faith, Lord, of your word, of your healing power, Lord. And that they be used as a vessel, as an instrument to lead those lost people Back to you, Lord. We pray that anyone who comes in contact with them will know that they are the children of the Most High God, that they are loved and favored by our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that you have your miracle signs and wonders upon their bodies, Lord, that anyone that comes in their presence will know that you are the healer, Lord, and that you love them. And whatever decision you decide to make, Lord, because they are your children, we know that we would never be separated from them. And should you decide to take them home, Lord, we know that when we see them again, they'll be glorified, Lord. Lord, they'll be healed completely. There'll be no more tears. There'll be no more pain, Lord. And we thank them, Lord, for always being a witness for you, Lord, and that their testimony will be such that it will lead people to you. So we appreciate this wonderful brother who has called in, who is intercessing on 
brother Robert and Julie's behalf and that he cares so deeply for them, Lord. But more so than that, he believes that you can do it. And we believe with him. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, what you're about to do, and what you've always done. In the name Name of Jesus, Jesus. thank you and amen. Amen. Thank you. I do appreciate it. Uh, May I ask uh, for your 800 number, please? Of course. Are you ready? Yes. The 800 number is 1-800-366-8883. I'd like to say that number for you again. 1-800-366-8883. And if you'd like to listen on your cell phone, as long as you listen in the United States, Brother Robert, Sister Julie, Brother Vernon, would you give that number again, please? That number is 563 999 3194. Okay, thank you very much, and I do appreciate it, and God bless uh, everyone. God bless you, and thank you you for your obedience and believing that God can do it. Thank you for letting us share in that, because we believe with you. Yeah, I'm a very strong believer in God. Amen. Well, thank you. We want to be stronger in our belief as well. So we pray for more belief and strength in the Lord. Amen. 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 All right. God bless you, brother. God bless, God bless you. you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was awesome. That was powerful. I appreciate that. And thank you, Lord, for letting us be a part of that. See, the Holy Spirit needs to have his way. Amen. And everything that we do. Now, we came here for a certain purpose, but look how that blessed us so much more. We thank you, Lord, for allowing that to happen, that we don't have to have our way, that he has to have his way. So that's what we're talking about, the Lord having his way today, right? Amen. Amen. (laughs) Like how you did that. (laughs) So our, our topic today is Korah's Rebellion. So that's what we're talking about, Korah's Rebellion. And I know that you're going to be blessed by this lesson and this that actually happened in the kingdom of God. And there's going to be so many lessons in here. There's going to be so many revelations. And I pray the listeners that you hear how God is speaking directly to you. Amen. Amen. All right, Brother Vernon. So we're going to give a little backdrop and um, on this. Now, most people are familiar with the name Levi. Levi was one of the 12 sons of Jacob. Levi was, according to the book of Genesis, the third son of Jacob and Leah, and the founder of the Israelite tribe of Levi. When Levi was born, less than a year after Simeon, Leah was still struggling to win the affections of Jacob. She named her third son Levi, saying, This time my husband will become attached to me, for I have borne him three sons. And you'll find that in Genesis 29:34. Certain religious and political functions were reserved only for the Levites. Miriam, Aaron, and Moses are descendants of the tribe of Levi. Their father, Amron, and Korah's father, Ishar, were born, excuse me, were brothers. Let me say that again. Miriam, Aaron, and Moses are descendants of the tribe of Levi. Their father, Amram, and Korah's father, Ishar, were brothers. Korah, Miriam, Aaron, and Moses all had the same grandfather, Kohath, and his father was Jacob's third son, Levi. So we see how this comes from Levi, now from Levi, it goes down to his son, which is Kohath, 
And then from Kohath, he has two sons. Well, he has four, but we're talking about two today, which is Moses, Miriam, and Aaron's father, Amran, and Korah's father, which is Ishar. Now, those two are brothers. So we have first cousins that we're looking at. And we see that they are out of the house of Levi. And so they are Levites. So there are special privileges that they have to honor God and to keep the things of God. Amen? Amen. Okay, so we have done our background, and now we're going to go into our lesson. So we're going to start in number 16, and Brother Vernon, you're going to read number 16, verses 1 through 3. And again, our topic today is Korah's Rebellion. Okay, it's Numbers uh, 16 from the New King James Version, starting with verse 1. Now Korah, the son of Izhar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, and Dathan, and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and on the son son of Peleth, sons of Reuben, took men. And they rose up before Moses with some of the children of Israel, 250 leaders of the congregation, representatives of the congregation, men of renown. Verse 3, they gathered together against Moses and Aaron and said to them, You take too much upon yourselves, for all the congregation is holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? Okay, so we know that Korah is leading 250 men, right. not any men. These are leaders, right. and these are renowned leaders, which means that they are known for their leadership. So they're not just anybody in the congregation. They have the stature of leadership. Now, they bring basically three charges against Moses and Aaron. We know that Moses and Aaron, to include their sister, was or were ordained by God to lead the house of Israel out of Egypt. Moses was the prophet, Aaron was the priest, and Miriam led praise and worship. So they were ordained by God, and the whole congregation knew it. So they weren't self-appointed. They were appointed by God. It's a big difference. Mm -hmm. When you're ordained, you're ordained by God. Amen? Amen. Okay, so we know that there's 250 leaders within the congregation, the house of Israel. We do know that Korah, Moses, Aaron, and Miriam are first cousins. They are brothers' children. We have established that, correct? Yes. So the first charge they bring against Moses and Aaron is that we're looking at the New King James Version. That's right. And what does it say, the first charge, Brother Vernon? You take too much upon yourselves. Number one, you take too much upon yourselves. Now, we just, we know that God ordained them and God called them. But what type of mindset would say you take too much upon yourselves? Jealous. Say it again. Jealous mindset. How about envious? Same thing almost. 
And how about rebellious? Rebellious. And who are they rebelling against? They're rebelling against the leadership of uh, who God has appointed, which means they're rebelling against God. All right. Say it like you mean it, Brother Vernon. They're rebelling against who? They're rebelling against God. All right. So, because I God guess. set up this government, mm -hmm. correct? Right. God set up the Levitical order. Right. But in that, in, I guess uh, Korah is thinking he's not. He's, he's um, assuming. Well, he's been seething for a while. He just mm -hmm. didn't start feeling like this. Jealousy just doesn't happen overnight, Brother Vernon. It, it, it builds. Of course. It builds. It does. Okay? So let's uh, look at the second charge. For all the congregation is holy, every one of them. So if they're in the house of Israel mm -hmm. and God is holy, mm -hmm. therefore his people are holy. Right. So what Korah is making the argument is that either any one of us can do what you can do based on the fact that we're holy. Amen. Can everybody be a mother, Brother Vernon? No. See, a person can have a child. That's right. But being a mother is something different. Right. So most people can father a child right. or produce a child, but to, to be a father is something totally different. Mm -hmm. Amen? Mm -hmm. So God set up the leadership. And it's not based on man's resume. It's not based on a democracy where you vote a leader in charge or pay for a leader mm -hmm. to be in charge. However, mm -hmm. a person can get in charge. Amen. It has nothing to do with your bloodline. It has everything to do with God's sovereignty. Right. God is sovereign. Right. He set this thing up. We didn't set it up. Our job as children is to do what? Obey. Because obedience is greater than what? Sacrifice. Amen. So he has already laid out the Levitical order, how things are supposed to go. Mm -hmm. And if they were to bring a charge when God initially appointed Aaron and Moses to include Miriam, why didn't they speak then? So, like I said, this jealousy, this envy... This gossiping, this backbiting has been building. And it's not of the spirit of God because God has not given us that spirit. Amen. Our spirit that he's given us replicates what he establishes. So we should have godly spirit and godly thinking because we are made in his image. So now he says that. Everybody in the congregation is holy. Therefore, we're all equal. We all can do the same job. But God appoints and ordains who he wants to do what? Correct? Mm -hmm. So what's the third one that they bring? He said, why do you then exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? Who gives you progressive sanctification? God does. Right. We can set ourselves apart. We're holy because he's holy. But in reference to progressive sanctification... That is only reserved for God. God puts good, bad, and indifferent leaders in place Amen. because it's his plan. Amen. We don't have to agree with his plan. We have to do what? Trust his plan. Amen. Okay, Brother Vernon. 
So we have established the charges that they brought against Moses and Aaron that they do too much. And they're doing too much of their own self-promotion. That's what they were thinking. Though. That's what they, they were, were thinking. Th- and and number two, you're not any more holier than we are. But still, that's what they were thinking. And and they were probably right. No. God, th- because mm-hmm. we're we're not we're His children. Mm-hmm. There's not any big and small saints. Right. Right. There's not any big and small children. Right. We're all His children. However, we have different assignments. Amen. Based on His will and His purpose and His plan. That's right. And if you're not in agreement with that, that's called rebellion. Amen. And lastly, it says, they ask the question, why then do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? They're challenging God again. Moses did not ask for this assignment. I don't know if people remember, but Moses, after he killed a man in Egypt, ran from Egypt. Hid out. Amen. Didn't want to have anything to do with it. And he told God, he said, he can't talk, he can't speak. So he said, I'll have Aaron. Why why are you choosing me? (laughs) Right. Moses had great humility. Amen. Moses didn't want this assignment. Amen. And Aaron didn't know that he was being selected for the assignment. Matter of fact, Moses said, call Aaron. He speaks better than me. (laughs) Amen. So a lot of people think because someone speaks good. That they're somehow gifted. Sometimes the best speakers are the worst leaders. Not all times. Right. But we have to see. There's this one guy who's standing out, Korah. So evidently, he believes that he speaks well. And because he speaks well, he believes that he can have it all. Hmm. Right? Amen. All right. So let's keep reading. Let's go down to uh, verse 11. Okay, verse 11. Therefore you and all your company are gathered together against the Lord. And what is Aaron that you complain against him? Wow. What is Aaron that you complain against him? Aaron is the priest. Amen. You got to think about that for a minute. Now, Moses is the prophet. Thus saith the Lord. And Moses asked him a very specific question. What is it, he says? And what what is it? He, he, He can't figure it out. What is Aaron that you complain against him? See, God did away with priests that were not doing what he said to do. They didn't last long. When they came in contact with the Ark of the Covenant. Mm -hmm. Because they had to make sin offerings. They had to make atonement. And so if they weren't doing it correctly, or if they had a lot of sin on them, guess what? God got rid of them. Amen. So Moses is like, what did you have against Aaron? Because 
if he wasn't doing what God wanted him to do, how he wanted him to do, God would have got rid of him. When you say get rid of him. He would be dead. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because God was. He was doing quite a bit of that. You're talking about the Ark of the Covenant. Right. Yes. You're talking about that's where the spirit of God dwelt. Right. You have the cherubims on either end. Mm -hmm. You cannot come into the presence of God at that time because God made visitations. Amen. See, it wasn't an indwelling. That didn't happen until the new covenant. Amen. When Jesus Christ appeared on the earth. And the work was done in the crucifixion. Amen. This we didn't have that covenant at this particular time. Right. So um, Korah knew all of this, right? Of course. He's um, Moses's first cousin. Right. Their fathers are brothers. He's known Moses since he was a child. So, yeah. So he, why would he complain against Aaron, knowing that you had to be a certain way toward God or be? Like you say, in right, I would use the word right relationship. Otherwise, God would have got rid of him. But he's feeling, I guess, that he can do a much better. So now let's go back up to verse four. Mm -hmm. And let's, I wanted us to go to 11 so you could see Mm -hmm. how the charge is made. Because when you make a charge, you have to be able to Mm -hmm. back it up. Right. Or it's nothing but an accusation. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's go back to verse 4 and let's keep reading. Verse 4, so when Moses heard it, he fell on his face. Verse 5, and he spoke to Korah and all his company, saying, Tomorrow morning the Lord will show who is his and who is holy and will cause him to come near to him. That one whom he chooses, he will cause to come near to him. All right, so let's stop. So Moses, thus saith the Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay, Moses speaks when God speaks to him, right? Amen. So Moses said, "There's going to be some signs to let you know who is God." Amen. So again, it says he spoke directly to the leader, which was Korah. Amen. And his company. So that was the other 250. He's speaking to all of them, but he's directing it towards the leader. And then he says, "Tomorrow morning, the Lord will show who is His." And who is holy. Okay. You have to get that in your spirit. Who is his and who is holy. See a lot of people. Want to come in an assembly. Where there is those who are holy. To give the appearance. That they are holy. Right. Okay. But Moses said. You're not going to have that. Ability to do that. Tomorrow. And then it says, and will cause him, but it says the one who he chooses, the one, see, the one who he chooses, he says, will cause him to come near to him. See, you can't go against God when you're his. You want to be nearer to him. And see, it's not a man's causation. It's a spiritual causation. So a spiritual causation has everything to do with God and nothing to do with man. So let's keep going. Verse 6. Do this. Take censers, Korah, and all your company. Verse 7. Put fire in them and put incense in them before the Lord tomorrow and it shall be that the man whom the Lord chooses is the Holy One. 
You take too much upon yourself, you yourselves, you sons of Le Levi. Okay. All right. So he used the same phrasing. Right. That's what I saw, yes. <laughs> that, that was used against him, right? Amen. But Moses says, you take too much upon yourselves, you sons of Levi. They're in this bloodline. They're in this special tribe. Mm -hmm. So they're not even adhering to the things that God has already told them how to do as Levites, as the Levitical order. Amen. Okay, so let's keep going. Verse 8, Then Moses said to Korah, Hear now, you sons of Levi. Verse 9, Is it a small thing to you that the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself, to do the work of the tabernacle of the Lord, and to stand before the congregation to serve them? Verse 10, And that he has brought you near to himself, you and all your brethren, the sons of Levi, with you? And are you seeking the priesthood also? The thing is, is that he had not given them the priesthood. He had given them specific jobs. Right. They're in leadership in the house of Levi. But it's not enough. See, they want the priesthood. Mm -hmm. They want to control everything in the house of Le Levi. Their jobs are not enough for them because they believe that they are the ones Jealousy, you spoke it. Mm -hmm. Envy, dissension, strife, gossiping, rebellion, raising up a man army against the kingdom of God. That's not going to go well. I thought they were there in Egypt and saw what happened with the greatest army that was on earth, which was Pharaoh's army. Right. There was none greater. I thought they saw that. They forgot or something. It's He's the same God, brother. Amen. He's the same God. Amen. And he chose them to do a certain job. Brother, we have certain assignments and we should not operate out of our assignment. We need to do what God has given us. God raises up and establishes his government and he puts in place who he wants to be put in place. We don't have to agree with it. We have to trust it. Because whatever they're doing or not doing, God knows all and sees all. And they will have to give an account for what they're doing. How are you going to give an account for doing God's work and he didn't call you to do it? Keep going, man of God. Verse 11. Therefore you and all your company are gathered together against the Lord. And what is Aaron that you complained against him? Wow, now you see how poignant mm -hmm. that statement is. Amen. Moses is trying to help him out here. He sure is. So let's keep going. Verse 12, And Moses sent to call Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab. But they said, We will not come up. Verse 13, Is it a small thing that you have brought us up out of a land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness that you should keep acting like a prince over us? Now, God is the one that said the promised land was flowing with milk and honey, correct? Amen. Yes. Do you see how they keep using Moses to charge, bring accusations against God? And the more they're doing that, they're, yeah. Because a prophet could not speak unless That's the God. Lord told him they could speak. Yeah. 
So you have to understand, they are speaking directly out against God. Amen. We have to understand, that's how it worked then. Amen? Amen. Now, Dathan and Abiram are brothers, and they are out of the house of Reuben. So Reuben is the firstborn of Jacob. So now you have the Reubenites, Mm -hmm. but what are they? They are brothers' children, and Jacob is their father. So these have the same great-great-grandfather. Do they not know that? They know that. They're brothers. Everyone knew the lineage. Everyone knew the history. These were the ones that were saved out of the house of Israel. Amen. They knew, man of God. They knew. So let's keep going. Verse uh, 14. Moreover, you have not brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey, nor given us inheritance of fields and vineyards. Will you put out the eyes of these men? We will not come up. Verse 15. Then Moses was very angry and said to the Lord, Do not respect their offering. I have not taken one donkey from them, nor have I hurt one of them. Verse 16. And Moses said to Korah, Tomorrow you and all your company be present before the Lord, you and they as well as Aaron. But you see how Moses tried to reason with them? To help them, yeah. To speak to them? Mm -hmm. To give them what? An opportunity to do what? Repent. 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 See, you can't repent after judgment has been rendered. The time to repent is before judgment has been rendered. And Moses has given them an opportunity. And Moses was angry. But he never called for their total death, did he? No. He said, just don't accept their offering. He didn't say kill them, did he? No. He didn't say they weren't useful. Sounds like he was hurt. But see, his anger, and everybody knows Moses could get really mad. Yes. Okay? But what did he do? He slowed his anger. Amen. Because it would not have been from God. Amen. It would not have brought honor to God. So let's keep going. Verse 17. Let each take his uh, censer and put incense in it. And each of you bring his censer before the Lord. 250 censers, both you and Aaron, each with his censer. Verse 18. So every man took his censer, put fire in it, laid incense on it, and stood at the door of the tabernacle of the meeting with Moses and Aaron. 19. And Korah gathered all the congregation against him at the door of the tabernacle of the meeting. Then the glory of the Lord appeared to all the congregation. The glory of the Lord appeared to what? All. All the congregation. So they all could bear witness that the glory of the Lord was there. Remember I Amen. told you there were visitations. Amen. It wasn't an indwelling at this time. So they all were aware. So let's keep going. Verse 20, And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, 21, Separate yourselves from among his, this congregation, that I may consume them in a moment. Verse 22, Then they fell on their faces and said, O God, the God of the spirits of all flesh, shall one man sin and you be angry with all the congregation? Verse 23, So the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, 24, Speak to the congregation, saying, Get away from the tents of Korah, 
Dathan and Abiram. Do you see mm -hmm. how men who are God's chosen, who are ordained by God, can intercess on your behalf? Amen. And these men weren't coming to have a healthy debate. They were coming to do whatever it would take to usurp, usurp, usurp God's authority Amen. and to take Amen. what they thought was theirs. They were ready to have blood on their hands. Mm -hmm. So let's keep going. Verse 25, Then Moses rose and went to Dathan and Nabiram, and the elders of Israel followed him. Verse 26, And he spoke to the congregation, saying, Depart now from the tents of these wicked men. Touch nothing of theirs, lest you be consumed in all their sins. Verse 27, So they got away from around the tents of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. And Dathan and Abiram came out and stood at the door of their tents with their wives, their sons, and their little children. Look at that. Before judgment is pronounced, God is still giving them an opportunity Amen. to move away and to separate from them, even though their hearts were with them initially. God understood that and is still showing great grace and mercy and still using who? Moses, Moses. to speak to them. And a couple of verses back, mm -hmm. they were ready to kill Moses Amen. and Aaron for what? self promotion let's keep going verse 28 Moses said by this you shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works for I have not done them of my own will verse 29 if these men die naturally like all men or if they are visited by the common faith of all men then the Lord has not sent me verse 30 but if the Lord creates a new thing and the earth opens its mouth and swallows them up with all that belongs to them, and they go down alive in the pit, then you will understand that these men have rejected the Lord. That's the sign. Amen. What is it? It says that it would open up like a pit, mm -hmm. like a mouth, and mm -hmm. swallow them up and their things. Amen. And they will know then that what? They were rejected by the Lord. It says what? Do a new thing. Amen? Amen. Okay, because people back then died of illnesses, right? Right. They died of old age, right? right? So they could just say, oh, well, they Man just, just died. died. But he said, oh, no, they're going to do a new thing. Amen. So everybody will know that God, what, right. rejected them. Amen. Okay, let's keep going. It's, it's, it's heating up Amen. here, Brother Vernon. I'm getting Verse, excited. Verse 31. Now it came to pass, as he finished speaking all these words, that the ground split apart under them. 32, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up with their households and all the men with Korah, with all their goods. Verse 33, so they and all those with them went down alive into the pit. The earth closed over them and they perished from among the assembly. Wow. Do you know their wives perished? The children. Their children, the little ones. I think. Our listeners really have to pause and get that in their spirit that when you rebel against God, everything that you love and care about Amen. can perish. Everything. That's serious. Yes, it is. Do you need to be in charge that bad? Do you need to do the things of God that he didn't call you to do that bad? That's not of God, man of God. That's not the spirit of God. 
to lash out at that that he set up? To vilify, to speak against, to lead others against. Korah calls 250 men, leaders, known leaders, and all their families and everything that they had to be swallowed up. And guess what? They were no longer a suitable sacrifice. They were no longer suitable to worship God. Anything they had, it was not suitable anymore. You cannot worship God any way that you want to. Amen? Amen. And you cannot worship him with that type of spirit. Moses was but a man. Aaron was but a man. But they were ordained by God. His chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. Let's keep going, sir. Then all of Israel, verse 34, and all of Israel who were around them, fled at their cry, for they said, Lest the earth swallow us up also. 35. And a fire came out from the Lord and consumed the 250 men who were offering incense. (laughs) Verse 36. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, 37. Tell Eleazar, the son of Aaron and the priest, to pick up the censers out of the blaze, for they are holy and scattered a fire some distance away. 38. The censers of these men who sinned against their own souls, let them be made into hammered plates as a covering for the altar, because they presented them before the Lord, therefore they are holy, and they shall be assigned to the children of Israel. Verse 39. So Eleazar the priest took the bronze censers, which those who were burned up had presented, and they were hammered out as a covering on the altar. Verse 40, to be a memorial to the children of Israel that no outsider who is not a descendant of Aaron should come near to offer incense before the Lord that he might not become like Korah and his companions just as the Lord had said to him through Moses. 41, on the next day, all the congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron saying, you have killed the people of the Lord. Hmm. And 42, they're still complaining. Now, 42, now it happened when the congregation had gathered against Moses and Aaron that they turned toward the tabernacle of meeting and suddenly the cloud covered it and the glory of the Lord appeared. 43, then Moses and Aaron came before the tabernacle of meeting. 44, and the Lord spoke to Moses saying, 45, get away from among this congregation that I may consume them in a moment. And they fell on their faces. 46, so Moses said to Aaron, take a censer and put fire in it from the altar, put incense on it and take it quickly to the congregation and make atonement for them. For wrath has gone out from the Lord. The plague has begun. Wow. 47, then Aaron took it as Moses commanded and ran into the midst of the assembly and already the plague had begun among the people. So he put in the incense and made atonement for the people. 48, and he stood between the dead and the living so the plague was stopped. 49. Now those who died in the plague were 14,700, besides those who died in the Korah incident. Verse 50. So Aaron returned to Moses, and the door of the tabernacle of meeting for the plague had stopped. Look at God. Mm -hmm. 14,700 more. Mm -hmm. They brought a false accusation against God. Amen. See, that's the whole thing. When you accuse 
his you're accusing him moses could not do anything aaron could not do anything but what god had commanded right so we have to see ourselves in that amen amen wow that is like fascinating we're going to go to the book of jude and we're going to look at verse 11 I mean, chapter 11, verse 1, if I'm not mistaken. Let's go to Jude. And while you're going there, we're going to take a call, okay? So you're going to find that for us. We're going to go to Jude 1, verse 11. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Hey, God bless you, Mr. Rachel. How are you? What's up, woman of God? And you're almost having a birthday very soon. So we're going to wish you a holy and blessed birthday in the name of Jesus and that you do greater things than you've already done because I know God is progressively sanctifying you. And uh, I pray that your territory increases in the name of Jesus. Amen. I need that. I need that. Trust me, God knows what he's doing. I'll be 40, and so... I know that's a generational birthday, so I'm excited about that, too. Well, you know, 40 40 is a big number to God. He's done a lot of things with the number 40. Yes, yes. Well, that's that's what we're praying for, even this. You know, we never know. But we also know, you know, greater levels, greater devils. Amen. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. New level, new devil. I got that. I I received that. But you know what? But our God is bigger than any level and in any devil. Amen. So I just I just like to invite them. I like to invite them. Bring it on. Yes, amen. Let's get let's get to it. Let's get to it in the name of Jesus. That's what Moses and Aaron did say. Bring it on. Let's get to it. I was listening, I was listening, and then I, I was telling Dale that I couldn't hear when I was on hold, so I had to hang up so I could hear, but, but I, I, you know, I, I really received the fact that when you rebel against God, you know, not only does it ruin it for you, but your whole family, you know, and, and so it's not a, it's not just, you know, sometimes we think it's like addiction almost, you know, like we think, oh, it's just my addiction. No, it ruins everything for everybody around you. Uh, and so I just really appreciate your word today. You know, that, that part that I was, you know, it just, it just spoke to my spirit, to be honest, you know, because Amen. again, sometimes we just believe that it's just, you know, if I want to, if I want to backslide or I want to, you know, do me pretty much, you know, no, your whole family uh, suffers and, and ultimately can die, whether it be spiritually or physically. So, you know, this. But the thing is, is that we have to look at the assignments that God gave us before the foundations of earth were set. And this was what he was already gave out to the tribe of Levi. You know, our being a daughter, our being a son, us being mothers, us being fathers. You know, these are assignments that God has given us. You've been ordained to do that. You need to do that that you've been ordained to do. Stop looking at what somebody else has been doing. You need to do that. Once you perfect that once you do that then the progressive sanctification came but you can't be complaining of what god has given you see that's the problem we don't want to be satisfied we have all priests of our homes do that thing this was a first cousin striking out against his other cousins this and they know you know like sis how long we've been walking together a very long time you know me you know my family you know everything so you have to understand the hurt and the pain that moses and aaron were feeling this wasn't just some anybody this was their people 
Yes. You got to understand you know, that. We've been laboring together out in this field. You yes. and I have been out doing this a long time. Brother Vernon, you and I have been doing this. So when you come like that, knowing that God had given me this, it yes. it, it, it is a pain that you cannot even explain because you know God is not playing. He yes. gave us this. It comes with a price. We yes. have to pay a dear price for this. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yes. Amen. And, and I think, and just like you said, it's even more so when people know you, they know how you are in your home, how your heart is, how you love people, how, you know, those, those are the ones that come against you. You know, you got to feel like, whoa, especially when you know, okay, oh, yes, I, I yes. Persist, you know, persist. Else take that assignment. They take it personal, and you want everybody around you who loves you and and really cares about you to take it personal as well. But but then you know jealousy sets in and, right. and thing you know because they want to be just like you were saying with you know uh, Moses and Aaron. They want to or, or with Aaron and Miriam. You know they want to be Moses. They you know that's why they said okay bring me everything. They start to put themselves in a position of leadership, and so. You know, as opposed to just waiting and staying humble and, you know, doing the assignment God had for you, even if that was just to look out for the man of God, that's what you should have been doing. And right. So, and then, you know, Moses, but we also have to catch in this illustration, what did Moses and Aaron do? Seek God's face. They bowed down. They prayed. And they mocked him for praying and waiting to hear from God. You cannot move as his priest or his prophet unless he tells you to move. Yeah. So a lot of people say, well, you know, they kind of slow. Uh, you know, the spirit, it moves fast. It's a quickening and what have you. Ain't no spirit moving unless God says it's moving. Hello? That's right. That's right. So, you know, it's, it's important that we get this lesson. And these were not non-believers, okay? These were of the house of Israel. These weren't men that did not know what God had set up in the Levitical order. They had received the instruction. Hello? So these weren't men that called themselves. God gave them jobs to do to bless in his house, but it wasn't enough for them. They wanted it all. See, and they wanted to do whatever it took to just move what God has in place. So I'm just telling folks, when you come up against God, it's going to be God one and you zero. (laughs) All the time. Always. So, sis, I understand God has blessed you tremendously. We just want to read one verse in Jude, and then we want to hear how God has blessed you, all right? So, uh, chapter 11, verse 1, man of God. All right, uh, chapter 1, verse 11, out of Jude. Woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain, have run greedily in the era of Balaam for profit, and perished in the rebellion of Korah. There it is. Uh, church out. So let's hear what you got to say, sis. Amen. Well, well um, on my 40th birthday, God has given me the privilege to be able to um, co-author a book with uh, about 20 other chaplains here in Las Vegas. <laughs> so we're very excited. The book is called Faith Is, and it is from the Messages of Faith Ministry. Um, and it's, it's very exciting that we're able to uh, see, you know, you never know how somebody got somewhere. You never know what Amen. somebody's been through. Amen. You know, a lot of people think they look at you and just say, oh, wow, oh, you, you, you would never know what I've been through or what I go through. Or you just never know what somebody's been through. And so faith is, is basically our journeys. Even as chaplains, you walk into somebody's hospital room and they don't really receive you right away. 
because they just feel like, you know, woman, you can, you know, lady, you'll never know. You never know. But the truth is, you know, I've been through some things, too. I was molested. I was raped. I've, I've been locked up. I've, you know, and so God has taken us through these journeys of faith to make us realize that despite what it is that we've been through, it has all been, like you said, set from the foundation of the earth Amen. that we might bring him glory in it. So the, the, the book is called Faith Is. It is being released on January 10th on Amazon.com, Barnes and Noble, different places. Um, you can, you, you know, you can follow us on Facebook uh, uh, and different, you know, uh, Instagram and Twitter. And um, but the, the, you know, Faith is Book 2017. So Faith F A I T H is I S B O O K 2017 is how you can find us on, you know, all the social media sites. And like I said, on January 10th, starting at 10 a.m., we need you to get your books between the hours of 10 a.m. and 12 p.m., uh, just on that particular day, January 10th, on the launch day, um, so that we can, you know, put this hand in the book of, of, of as many people as possible. Faith is Inspiring Stories from Las Vegas Chaplains uh, is the title of the book, and I'm so excited. Like you said, it's my 40th birthday. Couldn't be happier. You know, it speaks about... Uh, all the trials I've been through to get to where I am today and, and other chaplains as well. Some, so, you know, there, there's a gentleman in there who, uh, when he was younger, he was molested and, and some things by some family members. But now he is going to be a pastor. He has a huge Amen. prison ministry. Well, and, pray, well praise you know, God. <laughs> amazing, amazing. So this is well, redemptive, the, the redemptive work of our Lord and Savior. All right. Well, Chaplain Rachel Richardson, again, we wish you nothing but, you know, great blessings with the Lord has given you. You and I started on the radio together at Save the Lost yeah. at All Costs. So I couldn't be more prouder uh, that you are doing this missionary work and you do have my support and we will be supporting what God has given you and the rest of the Las Vegas chaplains because they're out there when things are happening. Uh, people are victims. The police need your help. You know, our community needs your help. So we want to pray a special hedge of protection around all the chaplains as they do God's work and let people know that God is real. So we got to about two seconds. We love you and save the lost at all costs. God Amen. bless you. Amen. God bless you. It is our humble prayer that the most high God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit filled, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvb.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 
833-5852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.